This is the Women Conversation Podcast by The Edge Singapore. Hello, my name is Pauline and in this first episode, we will be speaking to Leslie Bergen, founder of Love Nails. Love Nails is a charitable organisation which helps provide psychological, emotional and social support to children with cancer and their families. We talk about how COVID-19 has affected Love Nails and more importantly, about dealing with isolation in these unprecedented times. Hi, Leslie. Thank you for being here and for being our first guest. So you are the founder of Love Nails and you have an incredible story to tell. So why don't you start by telling us about Love Nails and how it all began? Thank you, Pauline, for having me. It's a real honor to be the first podcast for women. I'm I'm super excited and we are delighted to share with you the, the reasons why Love Nails was founded. It began in 2017, but it really started off a few years prior to that, um, my son was diagnosed in 2012 with stage four lymphoma mm-hmm. and was treated at uh, the local hospital here in Singapore when he was um, a, a preteen. That was an intensive treatment that lasted for a year. I was the sole caretaker of my son, and we learned how to adapt and to provide things that kept my son engaged and involved with him able to make decisions and and keep him thinking forward of the future. And so I had to go outside the hospital to find programs that engaged him, like schools and therapy and art. He had a stem cell transplant that beat his cancer, but unfortunately it caused some complications that led to a disease called graft-versus-host disease. So we were transferred to the United States for further treatment and placed under the care of a hospital there in, in Seattle, which was a hospital that had all of the programs for kids with cancer and their families built into the system. So there was free housing there were tutors, there was art therapy, there was a care coordinator that also made his life really supported. Um, Unfortunately, he passed away six months after we were there, and I came back to Singapore to take care of his sister. I took some time off. I I wrote a book about my experience, Mm -hmm. and I realized that I had a lot of information, and I had gained a lot of experience in Eastern hospitals and Western hospitals, and I knew I had an obligation and I could help some people. So that's uh, how Love Nails started. Initially, it was a toy drive. Then it came together with some like-minded individuals and a constitution was written and and then the journey began. And you guys have this superhero anti-gala, right? Tell me about that. I think from the experience, I realized what was really needed was emotional, psychosocial support and community support. Um, All of that's really important to have a, a normal sense in the cancer daily life. So where I took that was from what made my child really happy, what helped me, and a lot of it was having a care coordinator on the ward that could help us with anything we needed. If we needed a therapist or a psychiatrist or or a physio or art therapy, 
Music therapy was also helpful. A lot of kids can't express emotions, but through music they can. Same with art. And so I put together an idea of what I thought would be useful. And the number one thing was a care coordinator. Two and a half years ago, we we paid $100,000 for a care coordinator to be on staff at NUH in the cancer ward. She oversees 200 families a month now. Uh, We brought in art therapy with art therapists. We had uh, t-shirt programs. We started getting involved with local schools. Uh, I believe our youth will be our next philanthropers, and we need to get them involved. Um, We started doing pen pals, and we started holding, well, I call them, as you guys termed it, the anti-galas, but it was superhero uh, fundraisers, which was very simple, no black tie, no big ballroom, just jeans and t-shirts and superhero capes to to spread awareness, but to help raise funds for for the programs that we offer for free. Uh, The other big ticket item was tickets to events. We called them uh, Calendar of Hope. We engaged local theaters who donated tickets, and this would allow the entire family with their child with cancer to go out and have a day off cancer, you know, enjoy the theater and songs and acting and, and be inspired with hope. With COVID-19, since the start of this year, the entire premise of Love Nails is this care and this, this support. And you, you can't do that with COVID-19, right? Who knew? that the world would completely change. And who knew that it would isolate our patients, the children with cancer, even more. So all of our programs came to a screeching halt. So we adapted really quickly. We changed our programs. We changed the way we thought. We changed our fundraising. And um, we did it in a way that was still able to support these families without us physically being next to them. One of the the proud programs that I'm excited that we we changed so quickly was our art therapy program. We had that in two hospitals once a week, hands-on with two amazing art therapists. We turned around, we said, create art kits. And so these therapists came up with two to three themes per art box. We packaged all the art materials for the entire family to enjoy, and we got our volunteers to and deliver at the front door of these people's home. And our toy donation that we normally do in February completely stopped, which is one of the biggest highlights. The kids get to have as many toys as they can possibly take home with them. So we turned it into twice monthly toy drops to both hospitals. One of our favorite programs, Captain America, who comes to the hospital uh, to encourage his Avengers to you know, be strong in the face of adversity, was rethought. And that turned into a week-long program at the hospital where we brought in and delivered posters and balloons and toys. And each kid got a superhero costume to wear the entire week. Um, All capes were delivered to the doctors and nurses. So they were wandering around the halls being superheroes. And it just, it just uplifted everyone into this superhero. And then Captain America was zoomed in to the hospitals and the homes of these kids and sang songs and we had art therapy and it was the new normal. And then we realized that fundraising wasn't going to happen in the old way. So we had to do an online fundraiser. So we really had to get creative and um, we had some great donors that donated some, some great items. The team worked endlessly and tirelessly for two months to pull it off and 
And we did. We raised about seventy-eight thousand dollars. That's incredible. I mean, despite the challenges, it would be good to talk about perhaps some of the silver linings, if there were any. I think at the beginning, we all didn't realize our new reality was、mm. going to set us back for an entire year. Yeah. And then when we got into the curfew, yeah, the lockdown, yeah. that was a real. That was really bad. Yeah.、Uh, an awakening process、yeah. for me.、Um, One of the things that I realized COVID made a huge impact was the awareness of isolation and the similarity of children with cancer and their families in isolation because of cancer is so similar to COVID. You know, this new normal of what we went through with the lockdown of. You know, staying home, wearing masks, washing your hands, can't go to school, you can't go to your office, your family, your friends can't come over, you don't travel. That is the new normal, but it's actually the everyday normal for children with cancer and their families. They they can't go to school, they can't go outside, they're isolated because. The chemotherapies and the treatment that they are receiving、uh, suppress your immune system so much that. Any outside bug or cough or cold could be detrimental, and that's a really poignant point that you've brought up about how isolation is the everyday normal for children with cancer and their families. Whereas we've had that for two months, and I think the isolation was terrible for many. I live alone, so I felt that really strongly, and I don't think I actually. Kind of fully appreciated what isolation meant. How did you deal with the isolation, both during the time when you were caring for Nils and you know now? It's interesting that you you ask that question because、um, I remember in the second month into lockdown, and I went to the the local gas station to get toilet paper. Remember when toilet paper? Oh my god, the, the toilet、rage. paper rush! It's <laughs> <laughs> more valuable than gold. <laughs> And、um, I remember thinking, I've run out of toilet paper. I need to put a mask on. I need to go to a location with people, and I need to clean the toilet paper when I get back. And I remember driving and looking on the road. No one's on the road. People with masks. There are a few people. And then coming back into my apartment, and I lived by myself during COVID, washing the toilet paper bag, washing my hands, changing my clothes, taking a shower. And I, I sat there and I thought, it, it hit me. This is. Exactly like it was when I was taking care of my son. We did this, so I wrote an article. I just thought I'm just going to put down my thoughts. So I wrote an article, and it got published. The the new normal, but it really made me understand how people that are not dealing with cancer may have a better understanding with this COVID. It's such that that. You have cleansing gels in your house, at your front、yeah. door, at the toilet, entering and leaving the bedrooms. You wear your mask inside your home、um, because you come outside, and the patient is in the room. Patient's body becomes even more physically harassed because of the chemo's. They lose weight. Their fundamental functions don't normally always work, and become very lethargic, and、uh, becomes quite depressing because. Their their normal is taken away from them, and a lot of the things that they can make decisions on are also taken away. A lot of psychological situations turn into complete depression or suicidal tendencies, and that's what my son went through. He didn't want to live anymore, and I said,、um, I'll, "I'll make a promise with you, and if I promise to take care of you." As long as you continue to fight this battle, I will always be there for you. But you have to pinky promise me that when I get old and I'm no longer able to take care of myself, you will take care of me for as long as I've taken care of you. And 
that got us through so many times when he wanted to quit. And I believe humans are innately resilient and we bend and we bounce back. And and it also made me reflect on a time when my son was pretty much at the end. And um, there was a connection with another patient that had gone through stage four cancer who, as an adult, was about to approach a stem cell transplant. And this person was looking for advice from anyone who had gone through that. And I asked my son if he would be willing to speak to this person. And he grunted with a yes at that time because he was pretty much monosyllable. And when he realized that there was someone he was going to help that was about to face a challenge as challenged as the one he had just faced, the table turned. And I think empathy is one of the most amazing, resilient powers that we have once we are able to help another person. It's like a fireball. It just catches light. And I saw him grow and continually wanting to help other people. And I think that's what really pulled him through until the very end is to be strong, to offer advice, to help other people, to be kind and thankful. And it, it was such an amazing thing to see. And I think a lot of people who go through tumultuous situations of real trauma can transform their lives into supporting, helping others. And the change difference is, is tenfold. That is amazing. So what's next for Love Nails? You've had that incredible virtual gala, well, anti-gala, however you want to call it. That's incredible. What's next? Oh, so, you know, we, we've just kind of rounded up 2020 and um, we are are looking excitedly for 2021, no matter what that looks like with or without COVID. Um, as I mentioned, the, the government's been great with with helping with um, different types of schemes. And there's an opportunity for us to apply for a grant coming up where we could hire four more people. That would incredibly allow Love Mills to really expand and grow. And I think last but not least, but most importantly, is make our programs more impactful. Really look at our strategic plan and see the programs that we have in place and how to improve them streamline them, uh, and, and make them really powerful. Thank you so much, Leslie. Thank you. <laughs> Thank it's you so much for pleasure. being here. I've always, I always yeah. love talking to you all yeah, the time. Yeah, same you. here. The feeling is mutual. And I'm so glad you found the time to join us here today. Thank you so much once again. We hope you've enjoyed this episode with Leslie Bergen, founder of Love Nails. In the next episode of the Women Conversation podcast, join Audrey as she speaks to Esther Ahn, Chief Sustainability Officer for City Developments Limited. This podcast was produced by The Edge Singapore. Thank you for listening to the Women Conversation podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe to us and we'll see you next time.